sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. And you can not only uh, see me and hear me, but you can see something. My my, my green screen is acting up, but you can see the signature collection. So get your uh, your signature shirts at mtmvpn.com. I am joined as always by my verbal sparring partner, my mano imano, the Iron One, who's also Teddy Bear Fluffy, Wildress Ruffin. I don't know what to say, man. That that was a great intro, but the fact that you got a shirt, it's like you famous. And I need to be that. So I mean, it's it's a lot of people with shirts that are not famous. When I blow up to a, I'm trying to have my own shirt with with my own hoodie and everything like you got. You know what I'm saying? You already gave yourself the interest, but I'm gonna do what I do normally, ladies and gentlemen. This is the man, the myth, the legend, the voice. You hear his voice, you know his voice. You see his T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Go go get the shirt and support the brand, MTMV Sports. Uh, voice, how you feeling today? Uh. As I shared a bit before we began taping, um, it's been a day. It's been a day, and I have not – I've had my highs, and they've been very high. Like Mm -hmm. when I went out to the mailbox uh, to get this, that that was a a wonderful high. Uh, And I've had my lows, and they've been very low. But I'm encouraged to keep pushing forward. Uh, And at this moment right now, I'm feeling pretty good, and I'm grateful for that. Definitely, definitely. I'm always praying for you, brother. Uh, you are a constant inspiration to me, uh, a, definitely a podcast mentor. So whatever you need, I'm here. Um, so Appreciate while we got this time, we're going to you know, give you a few few moments to do your thing and be in your element. And uh, you know, we'll definitely um, continue to pray for whatever's going on. So uh, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. KOs and low blows. Now, one of your favorite fighters is back. And I always say one of your favorite fighters. Floyd Money Mayweather. He's back in the ring. He's going to be facing. We got a couple of my favorite fighters. Oh, yeah, we do have a couple today. He's going to be facing Aaron Chalmers at the O2 Arena uh, in London during his exhibition tour, which is going to be his first time fighting in Britain. Now, already some fans are complaining about the price. Um, I looked it up, and it looks like the uh, U.S. equivalent is like $39.08, so I don't know how true that is, but they're definitely complaining about the price. One thing I wanted to ask you, Voice, with Floyd constantly doing these exhibitions and people feeling like he still has it, is there anyone right now that we want to see Floyd truly fight that's not an exhibition while he still has it? Well... When you posed this question uh, pre-show, I was like, hmm? Because I don't think he still has it. And there's another person uh, very well acquainted with him that doesn't believe he still has it either. And that's Floyd himself. He said, look, I'm not fighting any former champions. I'm fighting YouTubers and MMA fighters because I know I can whoop them. I'm not fighting Pacquiao, which I would love to see. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not fighting. Uh, I know that uh, Broner has said, hey, and he he fights uh, this weekend as well. Broner said, hey, you know, let, let's if we're doing exhibitions, you know, let you know, let your little brother get in and, and do something. Um, Yeah. And, and Julius agrees with me. Floyd is too old. He doesn't have it. And like I said, Floyd said himself, I ain't got it. So. Is there anyone I want to see him fight? No. Am I glad that some people are complaining about the cost? Yeah. Now, like you said, in U.S. dollars, it's like about 39. But Mm -hmm. you have to remember where the fight is taking place, who is being marketed to, and uh, the cost that goes with that. 
This is in the UK. UK pay-per-views are like I said, like for, for real pay-per-views. Yeah. They're probably around that much, if not maybe a little bit lower. To watch Floyd fight Aaron Chalmers, who is well known. Um, if you don't know about him, he was on like the equivalent of Jersey Shore in the UK. I saw that it was called like uh Giori Shore or something like that. I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's a part time MMA fighter, also. Yeah, yeah, he's fought in Bellator a number of times and has been victorious. He's looked good when he's fought. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's known because of those things, you know, but it, it's, it's an exhibition fight. Do you really want to pay that kind of money for an exhibition fight? But okay, okay, and 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 you're right. He's not going to jump there with a season fighter, and and, and uh, Julius makes a good point also. But is he tainting his legacy by doing this? Like, I mean, he's continuously doing. I get it. You're doing it for the money, and people are always going to pay. But so they're not some, always going to pay. And the fact that they're complaining means that we may be moving closer to the day that uh, this uh, this money train, uh, uh, pardon the pun comes to a stop how many years did we complain about mike tyson fights being a hundred dollars and he knocking people out in the second round and we still pay for them but that was real fights how many of can you name two mike tyson exhibition fights before the past five years oh no because right exactly so he he was fighting exhibition fights but nobody paid attention to him to pay this much for an exhibition is where, um, which that's happened for years and years. You know, you take it back to the 1900s. But to pay this much for an exhibition is where people are having trouble. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that, uh, 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 Mr. Incorporated, because he said himself, I'm not the, the, the time when Floyd said, I'm not fighting any champions was when. He was scheduled to fight on a rising card. And you know who made an appearance at that rising card? Yep. Manny Pacquiao. And he, he said, look, nope, uh, don't look for me to get in there w- with him or any other former champions. I'm not fighting former champions. Because as soon as we saw, it, I was like, ooh, we love to see that in rising. Floyd, Floyd said he tired. Exactly. They're always going to pay to see Floyd Mayweather. I don't. And it's not a knock on him. I just don't know why. You know what you're gonna get in a Floyd Mayweather fight, no matter what. And and Chalmers is of the mind that he's gonna take Floyd to the distance, and, and he's gonna cause some records. But they say that every fight. So, I mean, we'll see. I I feel like Floyd just needs to go ahead and get a TV show or something and go sit down somewhere. Um. Now, from another fighter who is actually wouldn't make as much. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. Now, another fighter who is returning, John Jones, uh, is actually going to be returning after a long, uh, a long period of time. Now, the question I want to ask you: He recently stated that even after this fight, he wants uh, Stipe. Now, Stipe also stated that he's calling for the winner of the Jones uh, Gone fight. And said that I want whoever's left in July. So was are we on a collision course uh to have a, a Jones Steve fight? Is I mean they're they're both kind of calling for it. So what's what are we looking at? Uh just real quick. Um he's not fighting a former champion exhibition. This is what Black Incorporated said for those who are listening and can't see. Uh, the mm-hmm. exhibitions were to get him prepared to fight a former champ. Not based on what Floyd has said, uh, Black. So if you got like some, um, you, you got some receipts, I'm welcome to uh, to receive those. But based on what I've heard the man say out of his own mouth, this it, he is on a legalized bank robbery tour, and he will continue <laughs> to rob banks legally as long as people continue to open the vault and say, "Come in and take my money." But uh, with what you were saying about uh, Bones and Stipe, John has always been delusional. You you have to have a certain level of delusion to be mm-hmm. a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. He needs to be concerned about Cyril Gaon. He doesn't need to be looking forward to anybody's fight. Now, for Stipe, that makes sense. He'll, he fights once, sits out a year, year and a half or so, comes back and fights again. 
to say, hey, I'll be ready in July, that makes sense. Because that's just what Stipe does. For John, I don't think, yeah, John last fought just before the pandemic hit. You know, he's hit the bottle, uh, uh, shooting uh, up in the air, all kinds of of tomfoolery. Now you're fighting at uh, heavyweight. Now, granted, he did take his time to put on the weight properly. But what does that look like? in a live fight because he hasn't had that yet everything is still being uh um him sparring and getting ready i don't we don't know what he's gonna look like and most importantly john has had a really good chin for 205 can he take them heavyweight strikes john has been in uh nimble you know all all of his career but he has slowed down over the past couple years is he will he be the faster fighter in there against the heavyweights there are so many questions left to answer he doesn't need to be looking forward to any fight now granted i'll say this belt or no belt a fight with stipe will sell um but he needs to be concerned about god so okay i know training the gym for his body bag and he's doing uh, well okay all right well uh uh black i look forward to seeing how things uh, go with it. I would love to see him fight a former champ. Um, uh, since since you got some some uh, some inside knowledge, uh, do you know any of the former champs he's talking about fighting? I don't know if anybody wants to see him fight Bronner. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see that. I, mean, I would pay to see that. Why? For what? We don't even know. I, with all due respect, we don't know if Bronner's going to win the bout that was that's supposed to happen this weekend. So uh, why, mm-hmm. why would we do that? Because of the animus between them, I would love to see that. That ain't that ain't gonna do much. I got I got two cousins that want to fight too all the time, and I ain't trying to see them fight just because they got animosity. Uh, so Drew says John Jones is a freak of nature. I don't think he'll lose any weight class. Now that's that's interesting that that Julie said that because I was gonna ask you that. Now you are literally one of maybe two people that I know or that I've talked to or even through my research that believes that there's a chance that John you know, could take a loss based off what you're saying. I guess the question that I ask you is if he does take this loss, how do you feel as though that's going to be received? And then what will be next for him? Because clearly it wouldn't be Steve because he just took this loss. Like there will be no point. Mm, okay. I, I, I like that. I would love to see that. Like I said, when they got together at Ryzen, uh, or I should say when they were on the same Ryzen, uh, at the same rising press conference, that being Pac-Man and uh, Mayweather, mm-hmm. uh, that that's what everybody was like. Like, oh, we love to see that uh, in an exhibition. So, uh, I, I I would love to see that. As far as John Jones is concerned, where will he go after this? It's heavyweight. In the heavyweight division, if you win two fights, you can fight for the title again, and. I want to say the person, yeah, the person with the longest heavyweight reign was Stipe. And that was three fights, maybe. You know, so th- this is this division is known for turnover. Like its entire existence, there's been much turnover. So, you know, he loses, go headline and fight again. I mean, look at, at um um what's his name? That just got done getting demolished again. Uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Mm. You know he's he's still headlining, even though he's on like three fight losing streaks, and people are tuning in uh, to see him fight and interested in seeing him fight. So uh, the 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 possibilities are endless in a loss. I guess I, I don't. I, I'm like it, it, as great as he is. That's like that's like seeing like your, your favorite basketball or football player come back and you're like, yo, just retire, big dog. Like call it a career. So I guess we'll see. So those are two big fights that um, that you can kind of get prepared for coming up. Now we're gonna take a quick break. A uh, quick break and give you a look at our sponsor, that Ozell brand break. You know how voice is about by his Ozells. And when we come back, we're gonna be discussing UFC Vegas 70. Uh, that main event is going to be big. The Voices marquee matchup is back. Uh, yeah. Bellator welterweight uh, world championship unification match. And Voices' favorite boxer of all time, Jake Paul, is back in the ring. We'll be right back. It's not just about the love of the game. 
It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. That I love that I love that commercial. Boys, have you uh, have you gotten any more feedback on your on your Ozells while you've been out? No, you know I, I started to I started to step out and kill him yesterday for President's Day, mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I decided against it. Um, I, I got my eye on a sleuth shirt, and I definitely got to get some Battlehawks gigs. It's the same kind of blue, so I can uh, you know step in, in the streets and be uh, the the Shinobi, the assassin that the Lord has called me to be. And the fact is that I have to take you serious because I know that that's truly how you feel. So uh, it's, it's all good. Let's go ahead and get into it. Now, voice, the minor takes on Superman as two top 10 lightweight, light heavyweights battle in the main event of UFC Vegas 70. Uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, this poor man. Uh, Krylov takes on Ryan Spann. Uh, they're going to be meeting on the in the uh, Apex facility in Nevada. Now, the two fighters are actually looking to posture themselves for a title shot with the division literally currently in flux. Uh, Yuri is actually injured. Glover Tashir is walking into retirement. Now, the minor is looking to solidify himself in UFC. He's actually 4-4 four and four since returning to UFC in 2018. But three of those losses actually came against top fighters in the division. Meanwhile, Spawn is coming off a first-round knockout win against Dominic Reyes in, in uh, November, and he's 8-2 and two in the octagon. So, Voice, with the, the light heavyweight division looking looking the way it is, what do you think about these two fighters posturing themselves for a title shot, and what should we be looking for in this matchup? Uh, what we should be looking for is a short night. Uh, both of these fighters are excellent when it comes to to the striking department. Uh, They're both electric fighters. Um, As far as what to expect afterward, expect to see them fight at least one more time, if not two more times, because even though the uh, division is in flux, you know, with your new champion, Jamal Hill, you know, whenever you got a new champion, that opens up doors. But I mean, you spoke about their losses. When you're losing to Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker, if you're beating someone, are you going to leapfrog Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker? Unless you're fighting them, no, you're not. Uh, that Those are the two losses that uh, Ryan Spann has had, the Superman Spann has had. When it comes to Krelov, yeah, he uh, was in the UFC, was out of the UFC, came back to UFC and since he's been back he's won you know two in a row over Vulcan Ozdemir that's a good win that's a solid win and then he also beat Alexander Gustafsson who I can't tell you when he won last he lost to Paul Craig and Magomed and Goliath again are you going to leapfrog fighters that you lost to with a win probably not you know, he also lost to Jan Blagovich, former champion. Glover Teixeira, who's not there anymore. So that there's still a lot of ground that has to be made up on both of their ends. Like I said, they have to win at least one more time. But with all those names that I said, don't forget, those people have to be in play as far as uh, the title is concerned as well. And let us not forget, hey, V., What's up, uh, we're so uh, honored to be graced uh, by your presence. Uh, uh, put your hands together for Nora Natish herself. All right. But l- let's not forget that there's someone else in play at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. And that's the middleweight champion. Uh, he's said, I want to come back and, and avenge my master. I mean, this is a uh, real life kung fu movie. You, you beat my master. Now, you must die. So, uh, you know, we, we got that going on with, with Pau Tan. He's looking to, to come and beat up Jamal Hill. So th- there's so much stuff going on at um, 
at the the top of the light heavyweight division. These guys have a, have a, have some time. They got some time. Now the interesting thing about Jamal Hill is is that I'm in in doing the research and reading up. I'm seeing not many people are even respecting him as a champion. Um, I I definitely want to get <laughs> yo v, yo make sure y'all check out the the V report. Yes, um, love that show. Um, but that time many, tomorrow. Many people are not respecting him as a champion. So it's it's one of those things where it's like. The division is completely in flux, and then people are completely unsure, probably until Yuri comes back. So do you think mm-hmm. it's gonna take for Yuri to come back for people to still have like have more confidence in it? Or do you are you under the belief also that currently the champion may only be a paper champion? Well, I mean, he's not a paper champion. I, I I'll say that. Um, the only other division that has probably seen more or as much turnover mm-hmm. as uh, heavyweight is light heavyweight. Before John Jones, it was not common for a champion. Uh, what's going on, Yosef Bitha? That's that's my brother, that's Joseph Bethia. Oh, jo- Joseph, I'm I'm gonna call him Yosef. Names. Butcher names. <laughs> hey, well, I'm a, uh his mama uh, named him Yosef. I'm gonna call him Yosef. So, uh, or I should say, she spelled it Yosef. So, um, I, I'm going with the the phonetic. Uh, pronunciation thereof. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Because that threw me all the way. Out. Uh, talking about the current lightweight, light heavyweight division. All right, yeah, I'm laughing too. Uh, Joseph, that, that's your name, man. Your name is Joseph. I don't care what nobody say. You Joseph in my book. That's my, that's my that's my dog. My Joseph. Christ, you you got to talk that with talk about that with Stephanie. I, I'm I'm not touching that. Um, <laughs> but again, with the light heavyweight division. So mm-hmm. there's there's so much influence. So much, yeah. I mean that this division again before John Jones came, there was always a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we look at someone like Rashad Evans who won the title and then lost it. Who did he lose it to? Leoto Machida. He says it's the Machida era. That was the only time Machida had the belt. Uh, the the belt constantly went through hands. So uh, again, he's not a paper champ because of. Uh, winning the title and winning it in the fashion that he did. Uh, will people respect him as champion if he doesn't fight Yeri? It depends on who all he fights and who he beats and how he beats them. Let him fight uh, uh, Alex and let him beat the sleeves off of Alex. That will give him all the credit that uh, that there needs to be given. And like I said, you know, still have other people, the former champs like Jan. You know, you still have uh, Anthony Smith, who's always in the mix. You know, there, there are so many different people out there that uh, can be fought uh, that, you know, like I said, a win here, it it keeps them in the mix. But mm-hmm. there's so much stuff going on at the top. Uh, and Jamal, he, he's a champ. He's a champ until he's not. OK, OK. Well, we are we finally have another Voices Marquee matchup, which I know you're excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually excited about this also. Uh, this week's Voices Marquee matchup is going to provide a UFC return um, at UFC Vegas 70 when Tatiana Suarez makes her return after injury, um, I believe almost two, three years. It's like 1,354 days from a neck injury when she faces Montana De La Rosa. So, Voice, uh, give us your breakdown on this and tell us why this is uh, this week's Voices Marquee matchup. Well, it's the Voices Marquee matchup for the reasons that you mentioned. You have Tatiana Suarez undefeated former well not former but a tough champion so she won the ultimate fighter in her time with the ufc three fights like i said she's undefeated so victories in all of them beating the likes of nina nunez and the former champion now former two-time champion in carla cookie monster esparza her wrestling is like a human cheat code so Seeing her come back after, you know, as you stated, a long time away, three years, nearly four years. It'll be four years in June that she hasn't fought. And it's not like she's wanted to stay out. She tried to come back in 2001 versus Roxanne Mutterfairy, and she had to pull out of that fight. So what is this person who many people saw as, at the very least, mm-hmm. an up-and-coming title contender possibly champion 
What does she have left in the tank now being away from the sport for so long? Has she fully recovered from her injury? Or is this something that's going to plague her career? You know, what is she going to look like? Because with a victory and a dominant victory, she vaults herself back into title contention. And they put her in there uh, uh, really in a favorable matchup with Montana De La Rosa. Uh, Montana has uh, had mixed results, to say the least, uh, over the past five fights or so. So, you know, she's in there in a favorable matchup with someone that if she can do all the stuff that she normally does, being Suarez, she should be able to beat, especially seeing as uh, De La Rosa last lost to Macy Barber, who is a wrestling heavy uh, kind of fighter. You know, she's lost to another wrestling heavy fighter in, or I should say grappling heavy fighter in Viviani Araujo. You know, I mean, she she's beaten some people, but she hasn't beaten many people. And the people that she's beaten uh, are either one foot out of the door in the uh, UFC or uh, or they are gone. So we'll uh, like I said, they, they put her in there favorably to see what does she have, because. Uh, there's a lot of promotional and um, uh, j- just star power capital that has been placed behind her and they want to continue to mold her. And I, I want to see what does she have? Cause this is going to say a lot. She can't get past Montana De La Rosa. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it, it speaks volumes as to where she is in her career. It's definitely going to be uh, uh, exciting to see, especially with her return. She's excited about her return. She's uh, spoken in the media about uh, everything that it took for her to get back here. Um, so it's definitely going to be <laughs> something great to see uh, on an already great card. I'm not. I'm. I told you. I, I'm I stand. Happy. I stand. I stand corrected. Um, although I will say that uh, probably subliminally. That that you know you might have been thinking Joseph, but you know you 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 made it your own, Mama, and I stand with you. I, I stand with you, Joseph. But in my mind, I'm gonna say Joseph until unless you tell me. Uh, you know what? Let me not say that because nope. you're telling me how it's pronounced, Mama, and I'm gonna respect uh, your gangster. I'm gonna respect your pronunciation, and I'm gonna call the man Joseph because Mama named him Joseph. So. Moving on before voice actually gets knocked out. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I I saw you uh, uh, booking the 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 um, uh, mega bus ticket to come down and and uh, and finally put me in my place. So uh, I'm sorry, Mama. Please forgive me. I'm not, brother. We we got miles. That's that, that's like an hour flight she's gonna take. Um, so our first uh, championship bout of the weekend is gonna be a Bellator welterweight world championship unification bout. That's going to be taking place Saturday when the current champion Yaroslav Amosov. I, listen, I knew you that. you nailed it for real. You nailed it. I know. I and, yo, listen. Um, how you pronounce it? I'll be on that joint for three hours for y'all every week. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, he's going to be facing interim champion uh, Logan Storley um, in a uh, a unification battle. Now, after almost a year and a half away from the cage due to the war, uh, Dynamo is actually looking for at least a repeat performance uh, against Storley. Now, he recently stated, uh, once Central Ukraine got liberated and the city I'm from, once that area became free of Russians, I started to kind of feel like I was getting a lot of pressure from my family and my friends and loved ones. Um, he said they he said they told him, listen, our media area is liberated. It's free. It's time for you to return to fighting and use your notoriety in your platform to be the voice of what's going on, on out here, as opposed to being physically boots on the ground. He said it wasn't an easy decision, but there was a lot of pressure from them. So he decided that he was going to do it now. Dynamo is actually hoping that a unif- unification win can actually provide a small bit of happiness uh, for his country. Um, he also stated he's motivated now more than ever uh, for the people and the fans and what it means for them. That would even help me in training. There were even times in our training when I'm feeling very down. And then I realized some of my friends right now are sitting in trenches, getting shot at and rockets are flying everywhere. He said compared to them, he has it easy. Now, he's one of 10 fighters in Bellator history to win a title with an undefeated record. 
Meanwhile, the 14-1 Starley is literally coming to the bot with three wins since receiving his only loss to Dynamos in 2020. So, Voice, with all the emotion and all the feelings that are going into this fight from both men, on, on one side you have a, a, a man returning from war who's looking to represent greatly for his country, and on the other side you have a man who's looking to avenge his only loss. What should we uh, take from this bout, and, and, and what are your thoughts um, on uh, Dynamo's statements? Hold on. First, let me uh, let, let us respect uh, the, the mother of the house. So uh, you are most welcome. Uh, Matt Marcel, please forgive me for in my jesting, uh, even coming close to anything that may look like disrespect, which is why I had to check myself real quickly. That's North uh, Philly, big dog. You don't, you don't do that, man. I tried to warn you. Well, I mean, North Philly, uh, uh, South St. Louis, it doesn't really matter. M mothers uh, deserve our respect. And I don't want to do anything that even hints at possible disrespect. She ain't worried about you, boys. That, that's fine. I, I'm worried. She ain't, well, she ain't worried about you. Now, I, I, now, now I ain't gonna lie. She'll, she'll cut you. All right. Now I'm, I'm a mother's child. I know my mother. My mother will cut you, but she ain't worried about you, boys. Okay. Now that's fine. Again, uh, because of uh, who my boss is, I want to make sure that uh, since I gotta give an account for all my words anyway, that. The words I'm saying, uh, whether in jest or uh, truthfully, that they um, that they respect and not respect, but that they represent who I represent. Center free T-shirt. There you go. OK, that that's that's doable. That's doable. Um, all right. Now, back to the question, because, you know, I can't remember anything. I know. Boys, and I knew you were going to fall out of favor. So, OK, so so what, what do we have to look forward to? OK, so I just need a minute to. to... I, I want to get your thoughts on on the statements that he made, because that, that's definitely a big deal. But also, yes. what are your thought, thoughts on the emotion that's actually coming from both men? You got two different men who are literally fighting for two very different reasons that you can't discount either one. One is, is fighting for an entire country. One is basically fighting for his honor because the loss that he took, I believe, was actually a, a split decision. decision. Mm -hmm. so, he didn't think he lost it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what are your thoughts on that? And, and what should we expect from this bout? Again, we, we have, because this is a, uh, this is the second time they fought each other. There are a lot of question marks just strictly based on how long Storley has been out of the game. The war started about a year ago. So it's been over a year since he's fought. Now his fight has more, uh, more weight behind it because he's literally fighting for his country in the cage as he has fought for his country outside of the cage all right hold on she i gotta gotta uh gotta let her come in hey hey ma i love you but me and you gonna have to have the box if you keep disrupting the show i love she, you. She, look she's not disrupting the show she's making her comments and Listen, i'm interjecting them I'm, I'm gonna have to fight both of y'all oh, oh well hey that I, I, it's, I wanna, it's, you already said she could so she, she, you, she can't keep, you can't smoke. keep interrupting the show you gotta apologize after this sir okay um, well, as long as I'm directing, <laughs> but, um, Amazov is fighting for the, uh, he's fighting for his people. He knows that, uh, not that Ukraine wasn't tuned into the fights before, but are they even more vested in their fighters now? Absolutely. Uh, just like, uh, when, uh, Usyk fought or when Loma has fought, you know, it's like, they are all in and all behind their fighters because their fighters are literally galvanizing the nation. So he has extra pressure on himself like that. Again, seeing how Loma has performed, seeing how Usyk has performed, will he be able to perform as well as these champions and continue to lift the spirits of his nation? So he, he's got that, but he also has in the back of his mind, I beat this dude before, where, mm -hmm. as you stated with Storley, he has in the back of his mind, I think I beat this dude last time. He didn't, but I think I beat this dude last time. What can I do differently this time that will bring about a change? I'll say this. 
as someone who is vaunted for the wrestling being Storley, because Amosov is as well. They, they both are uh, grappling is both their primary base as far as martial arts is concerned. But for someone who really all they've done is grapple being Storley, what he did versus Neiman Gracie is going to be really looked at in this fight. Is he going to, because in that fight, you saw a much improved striker in Logan Storley. Um, <laughs> she called you by your whole government name. Uh, for those, again, who uh, who can only hear, uh, Mama Steph said, I got a spoon with your name on it. It's like William. your mother coming to your football game and trying to embarrass you. I will not be embarrassed. I was a bad kid. I just I just talked about this in my interview. See, I, I want to smoke. It's smoke o'clock. So whatever she want to do, we can do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, uh, 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 be sure to tune in for the, the, uh, the <laughs> post-fight show uh, later on uh, this week. I think. Boy, you're getting me in trouble. Just finish okay. talking about your fight, sir. Okay, so uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much done. What it, if Storley can do mm. what he did to Gracie against Amosov, then he can walk away and knew. But with all of the um, with all the weight behind um, uh, Amosov, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how he performs. Will the weight break him? Or will it buoy him? Hmm. I, I I think it's 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 a it's a really big deal. Um, just because I feel like the emotion that he saw, you know, I sat and I watched uh some of his statements and some of the things that he said, and just seeing the emotions um that he showed. Now I, I didn't really see much on Storley, but even reading up on what Ukraine feels for Dynamo is on another level. So it's going to be amazing to literally see how that plays out. Uh, seeing that unification about it's going to be um, great. Make sure you tune into that on Saturday. And I'm sure Voice is actually going to be um, covering that uh, literally on Twitter, uh, like he always does, because you got multiple screens ready. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, um, depending on where the fight takes place, I want to say this one is in Ireland. It's so, in yeah. Hopefully I can get some uh, virtual credentials to speak to the fighters, uh, possibly before and after the fight. Definitely. Now, one fight that's not going to have any love loss is going to be the one fight night seven. Uh, that's going to be taking place uh, from the boxing stadium in Bangkok. Now, if you ask Fabricio Andrade, this weekend's fight is going to be quick and it's going to include a knockout. Now with the Bantamweight title on the line, the two fighters are looking to run it back after last October's disappointing bout, uh, which saw a low blow literally cost Andrade a title opportunity. Uh, when they asked him about it, he said, I felt like I lost the fight because at the end of the fight, I didn't have the belt. I didn't have the bonus, and I didn't have any of those things. I felt like I lost the fight, so I was really just like really upset with everything. I'm faster than him. I'm more powerful than he is, and I'm more skilled than he is. So I just have to have patience, take my time, and knock him out. Now, for those who don't know, he's saying this about a man who is nicknamed the Hands of Stones. Now, he, however, has stated he has his own plans in mind. He recently stated, my goal for next year is to regain the title. I'll take what's mine, and I also want to stay champion. I'm going to try to do some super fights with some special rules and maybe some submission grappling, and I want to make history. I still have a lot to achieve in my career, and I'm not going to let this one bout stop. So it sounds like there's really no love lost between the two after uh, last October's fight, which many were excited about. And the way that it ended uh, says a lot. I, I know, um, I know, Hands of Stone. He, he just literally couldn't continue uh, mm -hmm. with the fight, and so it ended up being called off. So, voice, what are your thoughts on the statements by both of these gentlemen, and what are we looking forward to with this fight? Because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of fireworks here. There should be a lot of fireworks. And if you saw the first fight, then you saw all the fireworks. I mean, uh, Wonder Boy was putting it on uh, uh, Lineker. I mean, he was hurting him something fierce. And it seemed as if he everything that Wonder Boy said in the lead up to the last fight was true. You're old. I'm the new generation. 
you know, because he he got in and, you know, Lineker, he threw his bombs like he normally does. But it seemed as if Wonderboy had his timing down pat and was just drilling uh, Lineker the whole time. Unfortunately, he um, he caught him with that low blow and it was not your run of the mill kind of, of low blow. The fight needed to be stopped because he broke the man's cup. I'm sure he'll have a steel cup on this time, <laughs> but um, you know when you you get your cup broke, yeah, the the, the fight is done. The fight mm-hmm. is done. I mean, even if they could go get another cup and put it in, come on, man, the, the the cup was broken. That's you're done. You're done. So to hear Lineker say the things that he's saying, that's good. That's what he should say because his career has been marred by his lack of discipline. You, he was uh, on pace to fight for a title in the UFC at 125, but he kept going overweight. Then he was on pace to fight for a title at 135, and he kept going overweight. It's like, dude, that, that's why they let go. I was like, look, you can go. You, ne- you haven't been making weight. You won't make weight. You won't do right. You can go. So to have that happen, to leave the UFC, be undefeated in one, take out the long reigning champion in Bibiano Fernandez, get the belt. And really it's hard to call someone a champion Mm -hmm. if they don't defend in your first possible defense, you can walk. I mean, absolutely walked. And the only thing that saved you was a broken cup. You know, the, the, he he has a lot to prove. His legacy is on the line. He is going to be, or I should say, how he's known is going to be shaped strongly by the outcome of this fight. Because if he loses, he is everything negative that has been said about him all this time. You know, you only had a cup of coffee with a major championship. You know, you couldn't even hold that, uh, but you know, for, for one time. And the guy that you beat, uh, Fernandez, like I said, longtime champion, which means beating him is not so out of the, the ordinary because he's been champion for a long time. He really needs to win and win emphatically. For Wonderboy, everything he said, now I, I'll say this, him saying, I, do, I feel like I lost the fight. His tone has changed recently. He said, uh, I'm coming to get what's mine. I feel like I won the fight. I'm the uncrowned champion. You know, this is what he said recently. So for him to say, I feel like I lost it, but then to say I'm the uncrowned champion, which one is it? You know, to to me, that shows a bit of uh, possible immaturity. He's 25. You really don't hit your your mental peak until about 25, 27. So shows possibly some immaturity, uh, possibly some unstableness. I don't know, because those are two wildly different statements to make i don't feel like i won i'm the uncrowned champion so i it's it's going to be interesting to see uh what happens will he have the mind state necessary to come in and uh pick up where he left off will now that lineker's had some time to heal and had some time to to be in there know what he brings will he come at it a totally different way uh kind of like what what it put me in the mind of was uh the Corey anderson um what is uh bellator's light heavyweight champion's name um oh lord it, it escapes me but he, he's a member of team fedor they fought each other and uh Corey anderson was whooping him absolutely whooping him and uh it was a disqualification they fought again it was like it was not enough time uh for him to make the adjustments and he came back and destroyed uh 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 anderson and destroyed him at his own game in wrestling was good up, mr redeemed uh looking forward to uh, uh you all show tomorrow that's show amazing. I love the show yeah too. yeah uh, uh, uh not the same podcast make sure you tune in but yeah so that that's that's what it put. That's what I was thinking of. Was like, will this be, you know, a repeat of uh, what took place, you know, just a couple months ago in Bellator? 
we'll find out when the pin drops, the cage door locks, the thumbs go up, and they start the clock. Well, I mean, I like what you mentioned about him being uh, young because, like you say, he's only 25. Um, his last loss was was probably 2016. Yeah, so he's probably come in with a, with a lot of with a lot of arrogance. But when you're called Wonder Boy, I, I would expect that, especially considering the fact that based off of everything that people have talked about their previous fight, it looks like he was winning solidly. You said it yourself, so it would be interesting to see. I wonder if he comes into it overconfident, and that overconfident gets him gets him rocked because. You know, we always say it only it only takes one punch. So <laughs> we'll definitely see what happens. Now, <clears throat> finishing out your weekend is Voice's favorite fighter of all time. I think Voice got the pajamas and everything. Jake mm-hmm. Paul <laughs> is back in the ring after making headlines outside of them for the last few months. Now, this time he's going to face an individual who many believe will be his toughest challenge yet in Tommy Fury, uh, which, of course, is the younger brother of WBC champion, uh, Tyson Fury. Um, Tommy's unbeaten with an 8-0 record and four wins by knockout. Now, many people are going to remember, Paul was actually scheduled to fight Fury again. Um, actually, uh, he was actually originally scheduled to fight him August 6th of last year. And when Fury had to pull out due to uh, travel issues, this led to the infamous Hasim Rahman bout, which never took place, that was scheduled to, re- uh, to actually take place to replace it. Now, the bout is going to be billed as the truth, um, and it's scheduled to take place February 26th in Saudi Arabia. Now, for Paul, this fight is going to be different because the majority of his victories have literally come against MMA veterans. Um, Paul's trainer, BJ Flores, who is uh, a fighter himself, is under the impression that not only will Paul win, but this is going to be a statement fight for him. Uh, BJ said, Jake's punches harder, he's smarter. He has a higher boxing IQ, and I feel like he does a lot of things that will give Tommy a lot of problems. Now, on Tommy's end, he's he's facing a lot of pressure because Tyson is literally making it seem like this is just going to be a cakewalk for him. I already know who's saying that. Rick, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> so I got to he, He's trying to get a rise out of me, but I refuse to engage. <laughs> I got to ask, Voice, what are your thoughts on this? And what are your thoughts on what BJ Flores said as far as this literally being a, a possible statement win for Jake Paul? Well, the, the, if he wins, this will be a statement win because this will be the first time that he has fought an actual boxer. Uh, he was supposed to fight a boxer in Hasim Rahman Jr. Uh, you spoke about that in August, but that's not the first time this fight got called off. When he fought, Tyron Woodley for the second time he was supposed to fight Fury and Fury pulled out we really didn't know whether or not this fight was going to happen until I saw or I should say and it's anything could still happen Mm -hmm. but the fact that Fury is in Saudi Arabia gives me much more uh, uh, reason to think that we will see this fight happen yeah, it, it, this will be a statement fight because, again, this is the first time he's fighting a boxer. Now, granted, um, I, I think that Anderson Silva will beat Tommy Fury right now. That's just me. And we know what happened with Anderson uh, and uh, Jake. That was Jake's most uh, competitive fight as of yet. So, uh, you know, what what will happen if fury you know does what he's supposed to do then he should walk through this guy we know that the animus is there because all the back and forth and all the times of fight being on and being off he should have fury should have the proper motivation to get in there on top of the fact that um that paul has talked real bad about your father made him so mad he took off his shirt in public now somebody making your daddy who uh um yeah who should not ever have his shirt off ever in life do so in public you you need to do something about that so fury should have the proper motivation for this fight uh paul really uh especially with the way that he's looked he should be favored coming in 
because he has been it, the things that BJ Flores is saying is true. Mm-hmm. He is fast. We know he does have power. We know that he has been improving. That that's the one thing that everyone around him has said. He being uh uh being Paul has taken this seriously. Uh, and th- this will be a show of how seriously he's taking it. We got another uh, comment here. Oh, no, it will not. Uh, no, yes, he, he is the greatest of attention taking. That's what he is. I feel like with the way y'all talk about Jake Paul, it feels like the only person that could beat him is the Shogun Harlem. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not doing that either. I'm kind of, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, what, what he's mm-hmm. doing for the sport is great because he's putting more eyes on the sport and, and what you know he's trying to bring uh, awareness and, and healthcare to a lot of people. But before we close out on this, I want to get your thoughts on Jake Paul literally being in line for a WBC world ranking. That's a farce. Um, that's a farce. That's a great because he, he who has he fought? Who's he fought? He, he's fought nothing but former MMA fighters, with the exception of Tommy Fury. Now he beats Tommy Fury, okay, but to be in the top ten at the WBC, that's a farce. Now hold on. So what what is Rob saying? Jake Paul winning would be Fury looking at the fight as a joke. Um, yeah, okay. And I agree with you, Rob. Uh, that would be him looking at the fight as a joke. But he's been looking at this fight as a joke for quite some time. Okay. And and uh, uh, I mean, the, the winner essentially know. is getting a WBC ranking for this. And I, I could see that. Two fighters that, neither, that nobody really believes in. One is considered a joke, and the other is Tyson Fury's little brother. So it's like you. I, I, it, I'm almost just kind of wondering how serious is the sport of boxing being taken right now when most people are taking Tyson uh, Jake Paul as a, as a joke. I don't think people are taking Jake Paul as a joke anymore when it comes to boxing. Because it, as I stated, he is taking it seriously. He has beat everyone that he's been in there with, including, uh, though, um, though they may have been uh, way past their prime, Anderson Silva, uh, though they... Uh, we're still gun shy, uh, uh, Tyron Woodley. You know, he, he's still taking out everyone that he's fought and, um, or at least knocked down, knocked down and taken out, you know, the folks that he's fought and he's taking the fights seriously. So I don't think he's a joke, but I think him being ranked that's a stretch. Tommy, not as much because he has been fighting. Uh, much longer and has been boxing actual boxers this will be the first time that he's faced a boxer so uh for him to be ranked is a joke but hey um you know we saw on black prime not too long ago my man bud fight for the title mm-hmm. against the number six ranked dude out there so it's boxing and then things happen Robin and he's he's point. go ahead. And I wanted to bring that up because they asked Eddie Hearn what he thought about uh, Jake Paul possibly getting that, and and these were his thoughts. He said sometimes governing bodies have to live in that commercial world as well. Tommy Fury is a proper fighter, and Jake Paul would make a statement if he won that fight, not a statement that he can challenge for a world title. But ultimately, there's a little bit of publicity in there. Is it right? Not really, because there's fighters that deserve to be in the top 15 much more than Jake Paul, but it's the world we live in. Um, but, you know, Hearn did go on to say mentally he feels like Jake Paul is going to break Tommy Fury. He said, I think he'll mess with Tommy mentally. And I just think by the time they get in the ring, if they do get in the ring, Tommy will be defeated before the fight even takes place. And I think we will. And I think that Jake Paul will win by knockout. Yeah. Uh Let's remember that at least his well, not his first fight, but his second fight was promoted by Eddie Hearn. So for him to have uh, some favorable things to say about Jake Paul, you know, take 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 that for what it's worth. But the things he's saying, you know, it it, he's right, he's Mm -hmm. right, and and Rick is here saying 
uh yeah he that i think that's that's absolutely correct he is a slimmer lot well not just slimmer he he is a uh a toned younger more brash butterbean yeah i can't even remember two butterbean fights i can't either i i can remember him in um uh rocky shorts uh but that's about it i mean it is what it is i i, I listen i'm not knocking it he's doing some great things uh, for the sport, I'm just wondering how serious people are, are going to take it, especially if he wins this fight. And then let's say he tries to go after uh, who, who he said he wanted to fight Nate Diaz also. So I, I, I'd i be interested to see how that plays out um, in the future. Uh, but that's definitely the, um, the the top bouts that we have for this weekend. I know you wanted to give uh, your last thoughts on, the, on two more bouts um, that we didn't really cover this weekend. And I think one is actually recently called off. Uh, so give us your thoughts on those. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, just other fights coming up, uh, Martin Yuen is on the card uh, for one championship. He's always entertaining. I know who he was supposed to face uh, is not available, so he'll be fighting someone else. Uh, Broner is trying to regain his relevance. We talked about him a bit before when we were talking about Mayweather. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, I know that um, Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay is the, the co-main event of the Broner-Williams fight. That should be very interesting. And then, uh, to my knowledge, Sabriel Matisse and uh, Jeremiah Ponce are fighting for the vacant IBF strap at 140 pounds. Uh, you know, you got people like uh, Regis Progray, who just got the belt back. You got uh, Warrington, uh, who's out there looking to um, looking to to reassert himself, even though he's the champion. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of movement at 140 and whoever wins this uh, bout will be right in the mix there. But you said a fight was uh, called off. What, what fight was called off? Uh, the Bronner fight was actually apparently called oh, wow. off um, due to uh, a broken jaw. I believe. Mm. Yeah. Whose jaw's broken? Uh, let's see. Look it up. Let me see if I can look it up real quick here. <clears throat> but it was um. Price. Okay. Price's it says Price's jaw was uh broken, and it was called off. So. Wow. Well, that that uh. I guess we'll have to wait to see <laughs> um, how he does and 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 what he does. Wow, that's uh, I, I hate to hear that because if anyone needed this, uh, it was Broner because he right, really... Michael, Michael Williams Jr. that that was postponed. Um, Williams yeah. actually suffered a broken jaw in sparring this week, uh, according to his father. Um, he was actually the third opponent to withdraw uh, from that fight with Broner. The original opponent was. Uh, Ivan Roddick, um, was mm. by Hank Hank Lindy. So Bronner is going to be seeking another opponent, and he probably won't fight again until April. So, understood. Yeah, that that would uh, that would do it. And and when you said that, I was thinking it was um, when you said Price, I was thinking it was Williams. But yeah. okay, that's that's really sad. How how you getting your jaw broke on the weekend fight though? It happens. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get a lucky punch. People get lucky punches all the time. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, we just wanted to get you prepared for this weekend's bouts. Make sure that you are following The Voice on Twitter. The Voice does some amazing call-by-call. Uh, call. Sometimes he even scores the, the, the fights uh, as they're happening. Um, also, thank you for tuning in with us. Every Tuesday, 7.15 Eastern Standard Time, the smoke o'clock here on the main card. Uh, MTMV Sports, if you are not subscribed and follow us, you are missing out. We are literally sports fans like yourselves, and we continuously every week do work, editing. Uh, the, the family is constantly doing articles, uh, doing research. We have some of the most amazing people, uh, MTMV Sports. You have, um, <clears throat> I don't even want to miss any of the shows, but everything from Not the Same to MVP University, uh, Full 94, um, our HBCU coverage. The V Report, we're giving you everything that you need, and we're continuously, to, we're continuously growing. So make sure you get on the bandwagon with us right now, because when we blow ocean weight, it's different. I'm not signing no autographs to nobody who has subscribed already. 
um, you can't be no fan, none, none of that. And also make sure you visit uh, our website, MTMVPN, get your merch, read some of those articles. Voice has a great article on there. Um, our team is constantly growing. We're doing this not only for ourselves, uh, but we do this for the love and for you all. Um, so please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Um, and let us know what you think. Voice, take us out. You didn't you didn't beef with my mom, you done call my brother different names. Uh you done you done done all kinds of stuff this episode. You you done let Rick come on and now Rick got Jake Fury uh winning the heavyweight championship of the world. <laughs> Jake Fury. It's where <laughs> we're we're ending Jake Fury is exactly what I said. We're ending Black History Month in a weird way, but I'm blessed to be here with you every Tuesday, sir. I appreciate you. Give us your final thoughts. Until next time, fight the good fight. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.